This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Right. I mean, the fact is the people don't want to face the way decisions are actually being made, that doesn't affect the decision being made. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. Uh, unless you work within the system that exists. That's the only solution. You have to understand that guys like that, uh, he, he seems like a joker and you don't really see where he works and you see him talk and you think, well, who cares? Why would you even listen to him? Well, because all it takes is for someone to listen to him that can just push a button and make things happen. Make armed men start doing things that you don't want. And as soon as that happens, well, you, how do you get to him? It's no different than uh, Dr. Strangelove and down there in the bunker. Uh, yeah, maybe you think he's a kook. Okay, but he's he's the one they're listening to. And so that guy there, you see, there's that's that's a guy they're definitely listening to. He, they are listening to him. Yeah, and that's like I pointed out to my audience. I did a couple of shows on Ray Kurzweil. I said, yeah, I mean, the guy comes across like Woody Allen's uh, twin brother, Right. But he's chief engineer at Google. He wields power. They're actually letting him develop these crazy schemes and these blueprints that he's put together over the years. They're giving him the money and the budgets to go and architect this. We just did a show a couple of days ago where I dove deep into a new frictionless shopping company, and I showed the money behind that is Israeli defense. And then I showed Instacart, which is the largest grocery gig app here in the United States, the money behind that, the venture capitalists are all partners within QTEL, which is the CIA's hedge fund. So everything we're looking at that, that comes out of Silicon Valley is backed by government, intelligence, military money. I mean, the whole system, and we're going to get into the government here and the, and the history of our country, but the whole system is controlled with this money from the government. And the thing that I love that you've said on a couple of shows, and this is probably one of the most important things I've ever heard is people need to get out of this mindset that the government is incompetent and that everything Ugh. is run by corporations. You make the point that the government is the most competent corporation organization in the world, no matter what country you're in, because they control everything. How could there ever be anything any more successful than government? There's literally multiple ones in every country you're subject to multiple ones. There's literally nothing you can do. They control everybody and everything in the world. How can that not be successful? I just, I don't get it. If you don't like what they do, they can just come kill you. Um, that's a very successful entity. And it's hugely important that people understand that the reason they think it's incompetent is because they are given phony baloney metrics to judge it by that aren't accurate, that all rely on this idea that the government's there to help you. It's not. It's there to control you. Is it being successful? Yes. Look how much control it has. It's being very successful. You have to analyze it properly. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, 100%. And the thing is, 
I mean, you make the point too. I think it was one of the episodes, you know, try to see how free you are here in this giant freedom machine we call America. Drive down the highway 15 miles an hour over the speed limit. And when the cop pulls you over, don't pull over and make him pull you over. Then when he comes and says, get out of your car, put your hands on the hood of the car and you say, no, I'm not going to do that. And he either tasers you or shoots you in the head. (laughs) I get this all the time from people. I don't have a problem with police. You don't have a problem because you do whatever they say. I mean, you're never going to have a problem with somebody. You do everything they say that that's nonsensical. The only way you find out whether you have a problem with somebody is you don't do what they say and you see what happens then. And with the state, it's just obvious as hell. Try doing anything against what you're told you have to do and see what happens. Just go see what happens, even with a minor thing like a parking ticket or a speed or not turning left or not using your signal or not using a signal to change lanes. See what happens when you interact with a cop, when you, when you dutifully roll your window down or you don't even pull over and you just ignore him. You see what happens. He's going to chase you. He's going to get his buddies. They're going to eventually you're going wherever you're going. They're going to be there and it's not going to end well for you. And so, yes, it's nonsensical. Oh, yeah. And I think the other point you made. Uh, as far as people perceiving government as incompetent, it's perceived as incompetent because we are interacting. They allow us to interact with the intentionally incompetent parts of government, the DMV, sure. watching these jokers on C-SPAN. And so their solution as the government, as the most powerful entity on earth, to every time we complain that something is incompetent or they're wasting money is more government. That's always right. the solution. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they, the government loves incompetence. It, it highly encourages it at every kind of level because that just plays on that entire scam they run about it being they're dumb and liberals are dumb. Well, if liberals are so dumb, how come they're winning? I don't understand. <laughs> if they're so dumb, why are they winning all the time? I don't get it. It should be easy. I, actually, dumb people, I have no problem overcoming them. But I, if they're just playing dumb like Columbo, uh, they're not actually dumb. They're coming for you. And the way the government works is they put all the incompetence like Rachel Levine and stupid asses like that out in front, Joe Biden, uh, just these jokers. And those people, they see them and they think, oh, they're stupid. Well, they want them, you to be stupid uh, as an appearance, as they continue to grow results. And all you have to do is ask, has government power and control, size, debt, has it grown or shrunk? If it's growing, then then government's winning. That there's no other measure that it takes, but that government is taking over more, 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 more every single day. Just yeah, and, bottom line. And, yeah, and the uh, and the liberals, they're so dumb that they were <laughs> able to steal an election from Donald Trump right. while he was president. But Trump is so smart that he's going to win in 2024 <laughs> and overcome fraud while he's not president. See, right. that's, it's, that's amazing. It's, it's just incredible the tortured logic that they have to jump through in order to maintain the cognitive dissonance uh, from just blowing their heads up. And, uh, you know, that's, it's a major problem we have. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now speaking of uh, government here, this is another great reoccurring theme on your show because, uh, 
you're always uh, exposing uh, the the constitutional conservative frauds like uh, like Mark Levin, you know, and and uh, <laughs> these purveyors of the Constitution. <laughs> Only I know the Constitution, and so you've got this theme. And like I don't, I I I mean I have my personal beliefs on the military and uh, the police. My father was a cop. Uh, Mike Moore was in law enforcement. There's a lot of good individuals out there. Sadly, at the end of the day. You know, I'm sorry if you're in the audience, but the truth is you take orders. But listen, you're no different than the rest of us. The rest of us, you know, legal man could lose his law license if he steps out of line and somebody doesn't like it. You know, I could lose my job if I step out of line and somebody doesn't like it. But you've got this theme, which is uh, the guy driving down the street. I particularly saw this when I lived in Nashville, who's got the don't tread on me bumper sticker next to the uh, back the blue bumper sticker and you're like it's the biggest contradiction uh because the people uh the blue are the guys who are going to enforce the laws that are actually treading on you yes that's it's i don't get it i don't understand how that's not obvious that if you don't want to be tread on that you can't support the treaders it doesn't make sense. The people who are they're going to send to come get you is not Tony Fauci. It's not that Yuval guy. He's not going to come do it. They're going to send big, strong dudes who are trained and like to kick ass to your house. And that's it. And your options at that point basically are to die or to die trying. <laughs> That's really it. You're, you're going to lose that battle. You're never, ever going to win in a force situation against the state. Might you win and get away briefly from a cop or two? Yeah. But now what? You're the rest of your life. You're on the run. You think you can pull that off? That's not going to work. Your life is now over. And so, yeah, I don't understand why it is people can't see that outside of literally 24-7 brainwashing uh, by media, academia, and government all the time about how much law enforcement and the military are there to help us, protect us, save us. They show them saving people and liberty and freedom, and they just show it all the time. And so people just can't sort that reality. They just can't. Oh, yeah, I know. And especially conservatives, because they, they've been, I mean, going all the way back to Nixon, you know, this law and order mentality. But the fact is, we're, we complain about the laws, right? We complain about all these laws, all that. Well, when the left is in there, when the liberals are in there, we don't like the laws they make. Right. Well, these are the guys who go and they, they have to enforce the laws. That is their job. You don't think that, I mean, look, I had a situation back in my 20s. I was fighting the city of New Haven, uh, Connecticut. There was an entrenched, terrible mayor there, and uh, he hated me. He didn't even want me in City Hall. And so all these cops that I knew through my father, uh, his friends, and then their kids that became cops, they would whisper in my ear, yeah, we hate the guy. But at the end of the day, they lined up in front of City Hall, and they blocked me and told me if I tried to come in, I was going to get arrested. So at the end of the day, they took their marching orders from the chief, who was a political appointee of the mayor. And that's just the way it works. There's no way around it. Their job is to so-called enforce the law, which they have been brainwashed into believing since they're completely basically immune from any personal liability or responsibility as long as they stay within these made-up rules. Their idea of it is to do whatever they're told, follow procedure, protocol, that's it. As long as you do that, 
uh, when you work for the government, then you really nothing is going to happen to you. And if you step outside there and try to do what's right, that's when something can happen to you. That's when you lose your protection. And so they've set the system up so that it's so it's a self-reinforcing system that as long as you obey the rules, you're fine. And as soon as you don't obey the rules because you don't think the rules are right, well, now you're actually facing trouble. And so they shuffle it all off, just like they do tell they try to blame the voters for the problem that we didn't get organized enough. They blame the same thing of tell it to the judge. I'm not in charge of this system. I'm just doing my job, blah, 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 blah. Well, everybody in every single link of that chain uh, is just doing their job. And the job results in gross injustice. And then they turn and blame the voters for not getting the right people in there. And it's our fault for not getting organized and blah. It's, they always have an excuse for why it's not the fault of the system and the government that's set up. And it's really just a brilliant cover that it's almost impossible to get through the vast majority of people because they're completely convinced that the only alternative to that is chaos chaos, murder and rape all over the place. That's what they're in effect told each time that if you don't do this, that's what the only other alternative is that, is this chaos. It's just not true. Oh, hundred look, and that's the same thing they're doing with this uh, AI hive mind neocortex I was talking about. Elon Musk is the guy building it, but then he's out there pretending that he's warning <laughs> about it. And he's saying like, AI will surpass us and overcome humanity if we don't put governing procedures into place and me and Bingo. my buddies are going to sit in charge of the governing committee and we'll oversee the technology we're building that could be the end of humanity. But as long as we're in charge of it for the rest of time, everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. Yes. Every single movie, if you watch every single kind of sci-fi movie, it's always the same there's some giant government and everybody's always fighting to get control of the government and the wrong people. They're going to, of course, they always show good people and they're fighting for you. That's the bullshit part. But the underlying narrative parts never, ever question this idea that there's government. There's always going to be this big giant government. We have to try to make benevolent and that evil people somehow get in there. And then there's all these good people in there. That's the deep brainwashing that they've driven everybody into the same kind of concept that, this technology is somehow just magically appearing and being implemented and all this other stupid crap, uh, which is all 100% driven and enabled by government. And yet the idea that the solution to all of this is to have government oversee it. And that's every kind of movie, TV show, anything you watch ultimately has all those narratives built into them. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you as a lawyer, I mean, you've been practicing law for decades. So, if you go to almost any city, any town, if, if you've got relatives there that are police, no police, and you talk to cops, I'm talking just like regular blue collar sort of old school cops, the tough guys, not these liberal sort of pansies they put in over the years intentionally and these mutant people. Now, you have, have you ever heard of a case, right, where a group of cops, now you know, they all know that the politicians in their community are corrupt. They all talk around the water cooler when is the last time you saw a group of these good cops get together and just arrest a politician and they know they're breaking the law all the time have you ever seen that no i've never seen it i've also don't see any organizations that are are devoted that are police organizations devoted to exposing bad cops where are those they supposedly handle with internal affairs okay well that's just more cops that's i'm sorry that's 
That's just the system, which is already fully corrupt, saying it's going to use it to clean up. So they aren't ever going to do anything because, and like I said, I don't blame a lot of them because like you said, a lot of them go into it for the right reasons. I'm completely convinced they're, they believe the law and order narrative and the God and country and protecting people. And, you know, they want to do the right thing. Then they get into it and they realize it's not really like that. And they're somewhat stuck. And if they don't get out quickly, then they're kind of in till the pension's up kind of thing. And they kind of coast and go on just kind of blocking it out. And they know that if they stick their neck out and go arrest some politician, that nobody has their back. See, nobody has their back. And, and so I'm sure that they just think, well, why am I going to blow myself up? Uh, why am I going to blow myself up and, uh, and do something like that and wreck myself? Because anybody can see what happens. These kind of whistleblower people. That, it's not like they start living well. We're all the whistleblowers who are kicking ass and doing great. There aren't any. They're in jails. They end up dead from these mysterious uh, events and things. Where are the events where they whistleblow outside of fantasies and movies and things like that, where they get the girl at the end and the movie ends? Um, everybody sees in real life that if you stick your neck out in those situations, they're going to chop your head off. And so it's, yeah. it's, it's a very difficult situation to overcome, you know? Yeah, you get the Frank Serpico treatment. I mean, that, that was a cop in New York City. There's a movie with Al Pacino who plays him, and he, uh, you know, supposedly, my father actually knew him, but his, uh, you know, he didn't want to take the payouts and the dirty cash, and he tried to be a straight-edge cop, and then they sent him in a setup to have his uh, bl uh, brains blown out. They tried to get him killed. So, I mean, that's what happens to real whistleblowers. A lot of the people we've seen over the last several years that are whistleblowers, they go on TV, all the, those are shield double agent disinfo agents. Yes. The, re the real whistleblowers get charged with espionage and thrown in prison. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the reality. And cops who deal in nitty gritty reality, everyday practical sort of, uh, well, am I better off, worse off, in jail, not in jail, more money, less money, beaten up, not beaten up. That's the kind of things they deal in. They see the reality that it's not this fantasy that you turn them in and you become a hero and you get you know hoisted onto everybody's shoulders and carried off the field like Rudy. You get taken out and... That's after all sorts of other bad things have happened. And you can't protect your family, certainly once you're gone. And even when you're around, you can't. There's just, it's not possible for one person to fight these kinds of systems. It's not even possible for a small group of people who give a shit to fight these systems. It has to be understood by a large group of people so that the system can't come back and do what the system is going to do. That's yeah. the only way it works. And and then sadly, on the uh, you know armed services side, on the military side, I know several people that served in the military, some people that I, I produce shows for and stuff. And the sad part that I see with those guys, again, many of them joined, like you said, for what they believe was the right reason. They came from a family of service. They believe it's patriotic. They're serving and protecting the Constitution from enemies both foreign and up. They usually forget the domestic part, but that's part of uh, the oath. A lot of these guys have these dark secrets of like classified missions that the government made them go on and they were know they were doing illegal stuff and killing civilians. Right. Like this is where the PTSD comes from. Many of them were involved where like they were on a mission and their whole crew died. I know these personal stories wow. 
and the government wouldn't give them their purple hearts because then it would be exposed. So they had to pretend that it was like wind that knocked their helicopter out of the clouds. And yet these guys still won't speak out. Like there's enough of them that they actually could speak out, but they don't because they're so brainwashed. I don't mean to insult you if you're out there, but so brainwashed that you believe that you're hurting the next uh, era of, of uh, servicemen, if you speak out, you could put them in danger. They're already in danger from the day they enlisted based on the stories that you've told me. We're all in danger. This is the reality people don't want to face is that unless we fix it, unless you face what's actually there, then you're in danger. The only reason the government hasn't completely and totally screwed you and me and any and everybody else is because Right now, it's they. It's to their advantage to continue this illusion until they have the thing in such a situation such that it wouldn't matter if you found out. They can just push a button and it's over. And so until then, they're going to have all sorts of people who are going to be allowed to get away with all sorts of things that they can then point to as examples of so-called freedom and blah, blah, blah. But they're all just examples that are there for a good reason. And I tell people all the time, if the government wants to come and get you, there's literally nothing you can do about it. And they will get you because there's no way to fight them. And any of these so-called examples of people who fought the government and won, they're all bullshit. They're all total and complete bullshit. They're there for a reason. They're there to keep that dream alive. And all you have to do is look at all these suspicious deaths, whatever happens, two shots to the back of the head, suicide. Okay, what can you do about it? What can you do about it if someone, if someone gets killed uh, two shots to the back of the head, and they say it was a suicide. If, the, if they officially come out, I don't, there's nothing you can do. There's no crime to investigate. It's over. See, it's over, even though it's obviously not that. And they show it to people on these major scales with September 11th, the weapons of mass destruction. Go down the list, the stupid COVID crap. If the official story is an open joke, there's literally nothing you can do about it. <laughs> this is so they can take out anybody they want. They can just take you out and just say you had a heart attack. And like you can go get your own private autopsy. So see, it wasn't, it was actually killed by a gunshot. Oh, actually, the gunshot, it was there when you after he died. Now you can bring your own expert and show how it wasn't after it died. And it won't matter because it's not going to go anywhere if there's no so-called crime to investigate. You can't personally go and create the crime if the official people in charge don't say it's a crime. And so everything always leads back to that. And when you have a system in place like that, if it wants to come get you, it will. And there's nothing it can't do to you, including taking all your money, planning whatever they want inside your computer, um, the bringing up false witnesses, faking up video evidence against just They can do anything they want. The only reason they're not doing it to us is because they don't care about you. That's it. If you make enough trouble for them, then they will bring way more trouble to you. That's the reality. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a bridge uh, to get into the Constitution, I just want to bring this up because, as you said, there's nothing you can do to protect yourself against the government. And this is an issue that comes up every two weeks, like clockwork, is guns, the Second Amendment. I always tell people it's a red herring. I figured that out years ago. Guns are great to protect yourself when you're walking down the street or maybe if three or four guys come to break in your house during the apocalypse. Once it gets over that, you're 
kind of screwed anyway. But the government supposedly has laser zappers that come down from satellites. Oh, by the way, they control your water supply. So all they have to do is poison your water. So, I mean, on this, do you see it that way? It's like it's such a red herring that we're sitting here fighting over guns when the government has tanks and ballistic missiles. Yeah, I mean, clearly, if if you had everybody, okay, if you really had a, a galvanized population that was armed with these kind of crappy weapons, that's really seriously problematic for the government because then the government would have to openly use it against so many people that the people in the military might not even be on board with continuing to follow those kinds of instructions. But the realistic, practical use of guns uh, against the government is basically zero because even if you had like a small area that kind of people caught on, well, how would they be portrayed in the news? They'd be portrayed as terrorists. And it, their, whatever their story was, you tried to get out and some leaked out thing that they it wouldn't help. The people are not going to be on your side. They're going to say, you need to go through the system. So having the guns, all these people who think that somehow everybody's going to rise up and you're going to have a guns and that's why the government's so scared of it. No, it's true. They are, they are, they make you a more difficult target as a population for sure. They do, but they're going to prevent anything. <laughs> this is assuming the weapons that we're told they have, uh, you know, imagine all the stuff they have that they haven't told us. They could just wheel a sonic go weapon van outside my house and just turn the thing on. <laughs> what would I be able to do with a gun? I, I, oh. I, ah, horrible headache, I'm fainting. I'm they haven't done anything. I, 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 no matter how armed to the teeth I am, it's over. If they wanted to be non-lethal, they want it to be lethal. What are my guns going to do? They just wheel up, they just, a helicopter just comes up and shoots a fucking missile right into my house and just blows it up. <laughs> I, well, how am I going to stop that? You, you can't stop it. And so there's, it's just so, they're, they're, their weapons are so overwhelming. It's, it's like the Indians with a, a bow and arrow, you know, against somebody with a breech loading, repeating rifle or something. It's like, dude, you don't have a chance. You're going to get slaughtered. And that's it. And two years from now, they don't even need to do that. They just turn off your uh, crypto uh, food coupon government tokens. I mean, they just turn it off. They go, yeah, turn right. your guns or you buy no food. You choose. I, you know, it's like, I, how easy is it? I, and, and I give people the example all the time. If they do that, how do you fight that? Do you, do you start shooting people at the supermarket? It's not their fault that the thing's not working. Uh, do you go down to some governmental agency and start shooting the people in there? Oh, it's not their fault. You're not going to be seen as a likable hero for killing that when they're going to show, oh, this is a mother or a father and this crap and a husband and oh, a grandfather and you just killed him, shot him down when they, he should have filed a lawsuit and there's an appeal process that's event. That's, that's what you're going to get. And so as a practical matter, once they have that electronic shit and they can just push that button, you don't have a realistic way to fight it. You, you don't. 
Yeah, exactly. And I've been saying that to people for years. Look, if they ever passed a law, they were going to take the guns, which I don't think they need to do anyway, because we just talked about why. But you get two young cops. One of them is a basketball coach of your son's team. The other one's uh, wife is does the Girl Scouts with your wife right. and your daughter. And then they show up at the door. They go, hey, yeah, we got to take your guns, Dustin. You're eating you lunch shoot with them? your family. You're going to go into your gun safe, get a gun, come out and blast them away. And then for the rest not- of your life. Your kids grow up with the crazy dad who's locked in prison or the SWAT team comes and kills your whole family. I mean, that's the reality of you versus the government. It's not credible. Right. And I've I've told people again and again since the time this stupid COVID shit started when I started my podcast because I couldn't believe what was going on. And people try to feed me all that crap. I'm like, dude, that stuff's not going to work. Step through the actual scenarios as opposed to these sort of generalized, you know, pulled back from 30,000 feet. Let's get down on the ground and say, well, okay, what are you actually going to do when they show up your door? What, what, how's it actually going to go down? You're going you to have a pistol on you right there. You're going to pull it out. You're going to go get your gun. You're going to actually just kill them. You think there aren't going to be more cops. How's it actually going to work? And there is no scenario where it actually works. That's, that's the reality. No, it's either you comply or you die. That's basically the the rules that we're playing by. I got a huge amount of grief when I did a show uh, a year and a half ago uh, about the fact that, look, when I've exhausted every possible means to resist whatever their jab is uh, that they try to make me take, um, then at that point I'll get a jab and I'll have to I'll have to roll the <laughs> dice with it because <laughs> what is my option to get killed? Well, the jab may not kill me. And if it, if it turns me into some kind of crazy mutant, I can always kill myself. It's not like that option's been taken away. I can always kill myself or go on a shooting rampage or get butcher knife and, and death by cop kind of thing. I can always do that. And so people were so pissed at me about that. The idea, oh, you give up and you caved in. I'm like, dude, I went through the fact that I will do whatever I can to resist it. But if you get taken into custody, Okay, it's over because they will be able to overwhelm you. They can overwhelm these huge six foot six career criminal maniacs in prisons. They come in with a shield and these guys who are heavily trained and they're all armored up and shit. And they just take you down and they subdue you and then they give you the shot. That's what will happen. You either kill the people who come for you or you will get the shot. And I just don't think people are going to opt into killing people that come for them. It's not realistic. Well, they have all those uh, research they did in World War II that showed only a third of the men in combat will ever even fire their weapon. So you're in combat. You've already been trained. You've got people trying to kill you. And only a third of the men will even fire their weapon then. The idea that large numbers of people are going to fire their weapon at police in their neighborhood, that's not credible. That's, that's movie-generated brainwashed fantasy thinking. That's what that is.